0: my dearest sports yesterday i woke up and it was like any other day i rolled out of bed at the crack of noon brushed my teeth made lunch crushed three episodes of law and order and wrote some jokes a pretty good thursday by any standard yet as i watched the sunset i was filled with a feeling of emptiness for there was something missing something of the utmost importance you Yesterday was supposed to be a special one. Opening day of Major League Baseball's 2020 season. Tomorrow would have been game 71 and 79 for the Raptors and Leafs respectively. Both teams destined for the playoffs. However, no uniforms were donned, no seats were filled, and no balls were tossed, shot, or slapped. That's why I'm penning this letter to you today. To say, I'm sorry. I shouted, I mocked, I illegally streamed, I took you for granted. I took, and I took, and I took, and you asked for nothing in return. I'm sorry that it took a global pandemic to make me realize just how much you meant to me. I'm sorry for treating athletes like employees instead of family. I'm sorry I wasn't there for a single Taco Tuesday. Truly, truly sorry. I understand that your absence is not a punishment but a necessity. I understand that sometimes sacrifices must be made. A wise young Vulcan once said, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. I happen to agree. I'm not asking you to come back today, next week, or even next month. I'm saying when you do come back, when you are ready, I'll be there for all of it. Every rouge, every yellow card, every Fogo, every fart lick. Though the times ahead are uncertain, one thing is not. That is my renewed dedication to you, sports. For I know now that sports is so much more than spoiled boys chasing a ball. It's a stage, it's fodder, it's an icebreaker, it's a bonding agent, it's a teacher, a friend, a moderator, an equalizer. It's the soundtrack of my life. The next time a PA guy asks me to stand and sing along to take me out to the ball game, I won't sneer and scoff because I know how it feels to not be asked at all. I will stand and I will sing like no one is watching because I love you sports. I love you like Mike Ditka loves sharing. Until we meet again, Chatting Practice.
1: Well, Mike Ditka is in the building, but we're going to have to take over unless he gets here very quickly. Yeah, I know. Believe me, folks, we booed too. Okay, you ready? Here he comes, comes. hold on. Hold on. This is a dramatic pause. And as we speak, Mike Ditka has made it. And boy, am I happy, as happy as all of you. Mr. Ditka, please.
2: A one and a two and a three. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. All these happy nuts I've Kurt Jackson. I don't care if I ever get back. I
0: will run up for the whole team. And they don't win. to
1: a shame.
2: One, two, three
1: strikes. You're out of
2: If you want to crown them, then crown your ass.
0: And
2: we let him out the
0: hook.
2: And we let him out the hook. Gentlemen, I cannot believe my eyes. We've just witnessed They are who we thought they were.
1: Damn you and your chatting practice to hell for the rest of sports. So um Hello, this is Graham K, and I'm gonna tell you a story about my very first and only hockey fight now i got sent to a uh, boot camp uh hockey school in Saskatchewan for my last 2 years of high school and in my last year i was uh supposed to be in grade 13 in Ontario i'm that old but I was in Saskatchewan, so I was a year older than everybody else in my grade, and I had to play Junior C Junior A was all there was no junior B and Junior A was just too hard. I couldn't make the team, so I played Junior C and they called it Jungle C in Saskatchewan basically, it was just for adults to legally fight each other. just farmers are angry people, and they 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 like to hit each other in the face and uh, we would travel uh, town to town uh, after school in a school bus and get beat up by various towns each night um, I was a goalie and uh, this one particular evening we were playing a um, native reservation called Meat Wagon, that's right Meat Wagon and um, the uh, the native boys did not like uh, white people uh, probably still don't, and they especially did not like the, uh, the they, they, they thought it was a private school. It was more of a boot camp, but they, they 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 thought we were rich private school boys. Our our team was called Notre Dame. We were not anything like the Fighting Irish. We were called the Hounds, actually. Anyway, uh, we we arrived in Meat Wagon and uh, we had uh, three Japanese players on our team, and they didn't speak very much English, and they played on the same line. And uh, they were very small. They were great skaters, uh, but very small. And um, Native people are very, very big. Very big, especially in Saskatchewan. Um, I did not know that, but they're very big. And they just all of a sudden started beating up this line of uh, Japanese kids. You know, it didn't make sense to me. They look very similar. why I mean, they're not why? I don't know, but I guess they thought they were rich private school boys, and um, they just started beating the piss out of them in, in my corner. I was the goalie. And, I, I, and I, I'm six I'm four. I'm, uh, at the time, I was probably 220 pounds, and uh, I was sitting in my, my crease, and I looked at my bench. I was the biggest guy on my team on the ice and i looked at my bench uh, to my right my teammates were getting beat up i look at my bench and my coach just goes yeah i guess i guess you got to go over there and uh, defend them and it's just like a, you know goalies aren't if you if a goalie fights the other goalie has to come cuz the numbers are uneven um but this did not happen. Uh, the, the other goalie did not feel like it was an uneven fight. Uh, he watched me go there and then uh, grab on to a very big man, a professional fighting person. Um, and I probably haven't, hadn't been in any sort of a fight at this time in like five years. And uh, now I'm just in my first hockey fight, uh, just getting thrown around. There's equipment everywhere. Um and uh i think my blocker ended up over the glass uh i i remember my helmet was very far away when i looked up at the end very far away from where i started and um i i i survived i survived and i think i may have saved um uh, a, a couple of the japanese kids lives um one of them did die he is he is dead um but i am a hero so that's my end. That's my story of fighting the kids at Meat Wagon. Sports.
0: Do you have trouble sleeping at night? Then I want to tell you about my favorite mattress company, Coma Mattresses, for those who have trouble sleeping. Like when you've got an important meeting in the morning, or you're excited about a big trip. Or you can't stop thinking about the body laying lifeless in front of you. These mattresses help you forget all that, giving you the best sleep of your life, even if you haven't slept since that fateful night. That one terrible mistake you can never take back. But when you're in a coma mattress, all that goes away. You'll get a nice sound sleep instead of lying awake, wondering where the rage came from, how your hands ended up around his neck why it felt so good. Yes, no matter what's keeping you awake, coma mattresses are for you. They don't care what you've done or where you dumped the weapon. All they care about is a good night's sleep. And every coma mattress uses memory foam that remembers your specific body. Like you remember the last moments of his life as his breath finally stopped. Never again, never again will you underestimate me, father. Yes, our patented coma technology ensures that you'll be dead to the world the moment your head hits the pillow. You'll sleep so well, it'll take a SWAT team surrounding your house and beating down your door to wake you up. So no matter what demons you're running from, and you can never stop running. Coma mattresses are here for you. Coma mattresses, put yourself in a coma. I was watching, they're doing virtual NASCAR on Fox right now.
2: Okay, what does that I mean? I
0: thought it was like a video game tournament at first, and then I realized the people in the, the rigs, I guess they call them, are actual NASCAR drivers. It's all like a uh, high-end like video <laughs> simulation, but the drivers themselves are competing <laughs> as if they were in their cars. It's quite impressive, I have to say. Well, <laughs> oh, in that old Dale Earnhardt Jr. just worked his way to the top. But yeah, it looked <laughs> incredible. And literally, it's the closest thing to sports on right now, so I was like, yeah, what the hell?
2: Cool. Well, uh we've we've already started this conversation uh mid conversation, but uh, uh Brian, it's been a, it's been a while since I've seen you. Uh Yeah. How, how yeah. are how are things? I guess you're almost done your 2 week uh isolation as of tomorrow? As
0: of two Well, I mean, I don't know when this started. I I think I'll say Tuesday cuz I got back Monday night. So, Tuesday morning I'll be done, yeah. I guess that's splitting hairs. So, um, but to answer your first question, I was just telling you how much I'm enjoying a, a VR version of actual NASCAR racing, um, and and kind of in love with this yellow Hellman's mayonnaise car right now. So, needless to say, things aren't going well. I've sunk I, to all new lows. I I just said I'm enjoying NASCAR, and I meant it.
2: A couple days ago, I watched, I basically rewatched the entire uh, game five against the the Rangers. The Bad flip game with the uh, the 800 hour seventh inning, and that's uh, funny,
0: yeah. When you mentioned that, I literally just hours before watched that one specific inning, it's on YouTube, it's, it's about 30 minutes long. The I think it's 50, it's
2: 50 minutes long, they were saying uh, <laughs> at least in the broadcast, but maybe that was with uh, commercial, yeah, they maybe cut
0: some stuff out, yeah. I was playing uh, MLB The Show or intending to the other day, and I got distracted by something, so it naturally went into demo mode. And I caught myself watching about four innings of that before (laughs) I realized I was supposed (laughs) to be playing. (laughs) But it looked so Uh. beautiful, and I miss the sound so much. Yeah, it's not. I I did not realize how much I miss sports. The what an active part of my life it was until now. What has been been virtually entirely taken away from me, with the exception of a couple of UFC. matches i think they're still trying their best to keep going um and you know we're not totally alone i i shouldn't leave out football football has at least been filling the sports pages with something other than what athlete has COVID 19 what coach
2: doesn't nfl draft still happening in late april uh basically re- remotely you you in favor of this you against it you ambivalent what, what do you have to say
0: I mean, I'm certainly for it in that, again, it will uh, fill some time. You know, it, it has, you know, honest repercussions on, on myself and the Bills. So I'm great. But, I mean, Goodell was sort of fixated on trying to get people together in the same room for the longest time. And that I was 100% against. I could not understand his his willingness to try and pull this off. Um, I, I, I think it would be fun to do a throwback to the old days where, you know, uh, there's somebody, you know, with a camera, although I guess it'll be your mom holding the camera now. Yeah. Uh, But these kids used to get called. Like we, we'd get a one shot of some team sitting around a table with a rotary phone. They'd literally call the guy up and be like, you're playing for us next year. Pack your bags, you know, before all this hoopla and hype
2: started. It'd be kind of fun to throw back to that. Oh, totally. And I think too, by not having a camera crew, by it being like your mom's cell phone could, could invite a little bit more, uh, uh, chaos and like uh, you know, uh, sort of uh, homemade aesthetic uh, to yes. to the presentation, which I think could be a lot of fun. Yeah, if, they, if, if they steer into the chaos, you know. Um. And,
0: yes, you know, I, you know, this is the kind of excitement we need right now. Um, so there's a good way to do this without, like, I, I think Cordell is fixated on the fact that, oh, I won't be able to throw this huge party, but you can still have fun, you know. It'll just have less bells and whistles. Like a kitchen party is just as good as the club sometimes. You know? Don't be afraid to party in the kitchen. Oh,
2: better, better than
0: the club. Oh, hell's yeah, in my opinion, booze is cheaper, the women yeah. are sluttier. I'm
2: kidding. <laughs> just in, just, just in Brian's kitchen. There's something about yeah, you. Yeah. Something about Brian's kitchen.
0: Yeah, just to remind you, I live alone, and the kitchen is technically part of my bedroom.
2: So, were the Texans absolutely indisputably fleeced in the trade where they gave away DeAndre Hopkins in a fourth to the Cardinals for David Johnson, a second and fourth?
0: I, you know, I, I think there's something more at work there that I cannot explain because it does, in my opinion, unless they know something about David Johnson turning his career around um, and returning to the level that he once was at. Um, I, I don't see. I mean, except for the fact that you eliminated a chunk of uh, salary that you were inevitably going to have to resign. I, I don't see how the Texans win here at all.
2: Because I think Johnson comes with some money, too.
0: Yeah, that—that that, that's hard to say that they got value for the guy who's been the most effective receiver for the last four years. I mean, granted, he's on the wrong side of 30, but, you know, damn, man.
2: Hopkins is older than 30? Isn't he not?
0: Uh, you keep talking. I'm going to look this up, right? Yeah,
2: because... Well, the thing is, I mean, I have a feeling that if you took aside, like, the rest of the NFL, 20 of the teams would say, we could have done better for Hopkins.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: Bill O'Brien, who's kind of the de facto GM and coach at this point, uh, is just kind of clearing the decks of anybody that he doesn't really like.
0: Yeah, I mean. I can't
2: get along with.
0: Clearly. They're on different pages. And, uh, and GMs uh, tend to do that, right? You um, know. They fire the guy that was brought in before them and, and replace him with their, with their own. DeAndre Hopkins is, in fact, 27, which makes that trade uh, even more embarrassing. With, yeah, <laughs> Embarrassing is the right term. It's a little embarrassing. I mean, I understand that you want to make it your own, uh, the Texans, but, I mean, you got to get value.
2: So you mentioned your Buffalo Bills. How do you feel so far about uh, the offseason moves?
0: With, um, I think we may have the best receiving core in the AFC right now with Stefan Diggs, um, John and, uh, and, uh, Measley Beasley there. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty good. And with a young up and coming, um, uh, quarterback and josh allen who's continued to take steps uh in the in the right direction in his career i uh, already saw a, a very interesting article about why he might be the smartest bet for mvp next year if you want to make some money hmm, hmm. yeah that's uh the last few uh mvps have been quarterbacks and they've been long shots uh or so they thought early in the season like um, nobody expected patrick mahomes to win when he won uh, I think, uh, what's it, Lamar Jackson, the same thing. Like, he wasn't as rated as highly as possibly he should have been. Like, people couldn't foresee his growth. Uh, so I have, I'm very, uh, very happy with what they've done so far. We did spend a lot on Stefan Diggs, but he's a young man. And, uh, uh-oh, there's a pileup in the VR NASCAR. Oh,
2: boy. Well, hey, I guess one of the advantages is no no deaths.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I certainly hope not.
2: Talking about the Bills then, I mean, you could arguably say one of the most favorable uh, off-season events that has happened in terms of being in the AFC East is uh, the fact that uh, Mr. Mister Tom Brady is no longer with the Patriots. So here's my big question for you. Who will emerge better from the split, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick?
0: Uh, it's very interesting. It's a kind of, uh, question I was going to pose to you in an almost identical way. Um who will have the better record the pats or the bucks next year. Um I think we're essentially asking the same question even though we phrase it differently. I'm going to go with uh, the bucks. Unless there's one caveat here. <laughs> if uh the patriots uh decide to pick up Cam Newton, uh, then that changes everything. If they go forward with Brian Hoyer, I don't believe that they'll do as well as Tom Brady and the bucks do. I think um again uh, he's a very scary offense now. Um, they got mike evans and chris godwin and a good running back and a fairly decent line and now with uh, you know obviously the, the most experienced quarterback playing um they, that makes them deadly and they already have a pretty pretty good defense like certainly top end so that's trouble for them the patriots can't boast many of those things their offense is weak 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 right now their best receiver is julian edelman who's great but they have nothing after that uh, all their skill positions are are in the shitter right now, so I can't see them. Even with the magic of Belichick and everything he's pulled off, I can't see them doing it with Brian Hoyer or possibly um, their six-round draft pick. I can't remember the QB's name, but they do have somebody else back there.
2: Well, the the thing I wonder about, like, see, this could be an opportunity for Belichick, who I figure should never be underestimated. This could be an opportunity where he pulls, say, like a like a Harbaugh with the Ravens, and it's like, okay, well, now we're going to create a whole totally different sort of offense that nobody's going to expect. Like, it's somebody like Cam Newton would be interesting in that respect, uh, in terms of where he could land. But I don't know. I, I as much as I will. I am cheering for the Patriots to be horrible. I think that would yes. be wonderful. <laughs> There's just something where it's like, I don't want to count Belichick out, where it's like maybe he just, you know, he's always been a defensive guru. Maybe he just pours more and more of the attention and the resources into the defense. And, uh...
0: Belichick, I mean, if you could actually harness that sort of, pissed off, uh, I deserve more attitude that sort of comes with Cam Newton and focus and energy uh, the way he did with Brady turned him into like a friggin' razor blade um, then that, that could be a problem I, I mean I hate to say this because I, I am a Bills fan, this is their first opportunity in 20 years to actually really do something, win the division uh, the first time in 13 years uh, if nothing happens in New England I think we're the outright favorites for that division uh, but at the same time, yeah, I, I'm I'm fascinated by the challenge put in front of Belichick right now. Um and if if he could, like you say, surprise the world, shock the world, change up his game, um, you know, shock the NFL for the millionth time and and actually go somewhere with the team he has in front of him, then that would be something. I, I I'd actually get on board with that.
2: It'll be interesting to see Brady airing it out with Presarians, but does he really have the arm to to have the to, know, yeah. you know to do the deep ball <laughs> that Aaron deep, arm, deep yeah. ball that Aaron wants who knows so
0: i have one question then for you uh, yes, of yes, all yes. Of the uh, the quarterbacks who made moves there then who um who do you think will do the best and who do you think will do the worst you know you got your Phil Rivers uh, with Indianapolis Tom Brady with the Colts uh Cam Newton will inevitably go somewhere um, even Jameis Winston, you know. Yeah. Plus okay, okay. So worse
2: worse I'm gonna say Jameis Winston because I don't think he's gonna be starting in twenty twenty. And I think from his point of view, uh that is going to not be a favorable uh turnout. I think this is as much I just want to see it happen, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Phil Rivers in Indianapolis because I really like that organization. They've got a hell of an offensive line, which he has not had. And uh don't know if I'm really putting my, you know, critical faculties behind this, more of a hope, but that's my, that's what I'd like to see have happen. Um, Brady, Brady, I don't know what to think. I have no idea. I could see Tampa Bay going either way. I think we're going to learn a lot about Tom
0: Brady, you know, because for 20 years, we've only seen him, uh, in the same clothes, you know, in the same uniform, He's never had to learn. I mean, every year is a little bit new. They're adding and taking away, but this should be a great challenge for him. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm ready to watch him fail. I'm totally, uh, I would much rather see Phil Rivers succeed in that. He hasn't haunted my life for the last 20 years. (laughs) And uh, like you said, he's well-coached. Good old Frank Reich, you know, Buffalo Bill for years. Great man. Uh, You know, if the Bills can't win, I'm happy to see my my old Bills win. Uh, He was a great one. I uh, um author of that great uh, playoff comeback you know uh, the reason we got called the comeback bills um that was all frank Wright. jim kelly was now that day
2: <laughs> well brian uh, we should uh chat again soon
0: i uh, yes, let's please it's uh it's
2: getting a little dark in here any advice for anyone who has to go through uh self-isolation in the in the upcoming uh weeks or months
0: Yes, have goals. You know, have a reason to get up in the morning. Don't don't submit too much to the free time. I find that that's what's kept me going. Is that I I plan for the next day. I have something to do, some reason to get out of the sweatpants, even if I'm not going anywhere. like, <laughs> get up, go to work.
2: I don't know when or even if most of you will get a chance to see a Toronto Blue Jays game this year. So far, Jays 2020 only consists of 18 spring training games in which they amassed a very respectable 12 and six record before MLB was to indefinitely postpone further play and rightfully so. I almost feel guilty that I was fortunate enough to attend five of those spring training games Much credit goes out to Gordon Burke for suggesting, back in the fall of good old 2019, that we catch the very beginning of spring training. So, I'd like to send out chatting practice's best wishes to Jays fans, no, make that baseball fans, even Yankees fans everywhere, wishes for good health and much isolational diligence. And while I can't hasten opening day 2020, let me at least leave you with the hopeful sounds of spring training.